Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, the Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, and you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Welcome to episode 139 of the Average Cheese Podcast. I have a guest with me tonight from the Rams Up Podcast. Tom, how are you this evening? Hey, great. Great to be here, Dale. Great to always talk uh, Rams and great to always talk Rams Packers for sure. Yeah, so Dale, I just, let's start off just kind of giving each other's uh, fan bases here a little summary of how the, these teams kind of came into the season, expectations, and then, you know, we dive in later a little bit here to how things are panning out. So I'll go ahead and start from the Rams. Obviously, 2021 Super Bowl after the big trade for Stafford worked out, you know, perfectly. Um, tried to run it back in 2022, just a complete disaster, you know, 5-12. and 12. Injuries galore. Free agents didn't work out. Complete disaster. So big question was, what does the team do in 2023, right? So it ter- essentially entered a partial rebuild. The goal was to, to kind of reset in, in many, many ways and then run it back one more time next year, um, given the fact that it's probably Stafford and Donald's last year in 2024. So in, the, in terms of the offense this year, return mostly intact, Stafford, Cup, and crew. Um, no Allen Robinson, but he wasn't productive anyway. Um, so basically that's, you know, that that's, but the defense was almost total, a total teardown. I mean, out goes Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd, the entire starting secondary and the entire starting D line, except for Aaron Donald. And so in doing all those things, um, took on $75 million in dead cap, got back next to almost next to nothing. And, um, yeah, like I said, just try and let the young guys play and see, see who can play, who can't. Kind of an audition year, especially on defense. And then, uh, you know, come back next year with a full uh, with a full uh, slate of draft picks and um, and 67, 60, 70 million in, in cap. And um, so that was kind of how the team came into the season. How about you guys? Obviously, uh, you know, also a big, uh, big departure in your wings as well. Yeah, losing Aaron Rodgers. You know, when you came into a season like this, it's been so long because we transitioned from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. We went from one Hall of Fame quarterback to another. You're pretty sure that the third guy would come in, Jordan Love, is not going to be another Hall of Famer, but you don't know. So it's been so long. The Packer fan base has had this Aaron Rodgers at the helm. And what we're finding out now is that Aaron Rodgers plugged a lot of holes all by himself. A quarterback can change the way a team plays, even on the defensive side of the ball. So no one really had an idea what Jordan Love was going to be like. You know, his trajectory was similar to Rodgers, where he's in his third year. Rodgers came in in his third year. So we thought, okay, he's not an absolute rookie. He's going to come into this season with a little bit under his belt, some preseason games. He's been in games. He played against Kansas City and Philadelphia. So he's had live bullets, so to speak. And that felt good. 
So I think the Packer fan base was pretty optimistic because you return your entire defense. Yes, you lose Randall Cobb on the offensive side. He goes to New York with Aaron Rodgers. You lose Alan Lazard. But honestly, they were just guys at the, that point in their career. They're not difference makers. So on offense, you've got the same young guys. you got Christian Watson, who we hoped would be lightning in a bottle. I drafted Jaden Reed in the second round. As a slot guy, we had Romeo Dobbs coming back. We also drafted Luke Musgrave. Like, it's all young guys, all young athletic guys, and you hope that they'll be able to move into the starting lineup and do something. On the defensive side of the ball, we've got a ton of first-round draft picks. The Packers have drafted defense for I don't know how many years. I don't have it in front of me, but it's all defensive guys. We drafted Lucas Van Ness in the first round, so we're even adding more pieces to that defense which has never been good under Joe Barry and continues to really not be very good this year, despite having all this physical talent on the defensive side of the ball. Right now, the Packers cannot stop making mistakes on either side of the ball. We make a nice play, there's a holding penalty. We make a nice play, we're offside. Right now, we can't put a, even a full half together, much less a full game. So that's where we are. That's where you are, yeah. And just, you know, in terms of the... The season so far, I mean, I think you guys have had your bye already um, and we haven't. So we're, you know, eight games in at three and five <clears throat> started with a solid win at Seattle. I mean, that just really, you know, with expectations, kind of a six, seven win season, you know, for most people, um, a, a solid win at Seattle, who's supposed to be, you know, turned out to be a good team at the time. We're supposed to be a good team as well as wins at Indianapolis and Arizona teams, you know, were theoretically either going to be, you know, supposed to be, and then played the, you know, the, our losses are the 49ers, Bengals, Eagles, Steelers, you know, played some tough teams really, really well, right. In every game. And three of those teams at least were, you know, in the championship uh, game last year um, in their conferences. And so, you know, Hey, playing those guys tough, those were kind of like wins or, you know, moral victories for a team that's in a partial rebuild. But then last week, the wheels just fell off at Dallas, right? Just completely fell off. And, you know, it wasn't so much just going into that early start in their stadium on turf where they just play so well. It was against a very good squad, but it was also you know, insult to injury with Stafford hurting his thumb. And so we'll get more into that here in terms of our matchup and where that injury is at. But yeah, that's kind of the state of our season. Things were for eight weeks, the team was, you know, we weren't winning, but everything was great. Lots of guys playing well. And then all of a sudden in one, it wasn't even one game. It was one quarter. The first, the wheels of an entire season fell off and it was brutal. But uh, anyway, trying to, trying to put, trying to keep the card on the tracks if they as well. How about you guys? Tell me about your, uh, your season so far. You know, we start off beating the bears badly. Now we know the bears are the worst team in the league last year, but it's the Bears. It's our rival. So we felt good, right? And we just beat them up and down the field. It wasn't close. But the games afterwards, our schedule in the beginning of the season, very weak. Raiders, Broncos, Saints, Falcons. The only game that I really thought was going to be an absolute loss was the Lions. They're just better than us right now. Their offensive and defensive lines are really that good. We shouldn't have lost a game to the Atlanta Falcons. That is a not very good team. But you start to realize after you lose to teams that aren't very good that you're not very good. You know, you don't have the talent that you thought you had. So true. That was a one-point game, wasn't it? 
Uh, yes, that lost to Atlanta 25-24. We then came back and beat New Orleans 18-17. <laughs> All of the games have been close. But like I said earlier, you make mistakes at the wrong time, when, especially when you're not that good of a football team. You can't come back from those. Lost to the Raiders by 17-13. Lost to Denver. Missed a field goal early. Could have won that game. Had many opportunities actually last week against uh, Minnesota. We lost 24-10, but turned it over on downs. Had opportunities to score in that game. Like There were plenty of opportunities to score and just mistake after mistake. And that's that's right now the status of this season. Mistakes. Overall. Yeah, you guys were two and two. I mean, to some degree, um, you know, our 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 record. I mean, our our schedules were flipped. We had a really hard first. Um, you know, as I just read off those teams, really good teams. Uh, all you know, a lot of contenders, and you guys had a pretty easy schedule. But you're two and two after a Lions loss, and you know, feeling like okay, after the Lions, we got the Raiders, Broncos. And Vikings were down at the time as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, things had to be looking pretty up, right? Two and two, not bad. And um, and then uh, losses to the Raiders and the Broncos back-to-back. That had to be just deflating. Yes, because those are two teams. When you look at your schedule, you go, that's a win. Right. That's a win. You, you got to win wins. those games. You got to win yes. those games. Yeah. Because there are games on the schedule you also go, that's probably a loss. This is probably a loss. Those two games were chalked up as W's and losing those is huge. Yeah. Losing those games. Exactly. So, yeah, I know what you're, I know what you're saying. So, well, good. Let's jump into the, let's jump into the meat of the conversation here, which is the, um, the offense versus defense. So, I'll, you know, I'll start with it. We'll go all Rams offense and then Packers defense and then flip sides here. I'll just start off with the Rams offense. So, um, you know, started the season without Cooper Cup um, and had this fifth rounder from BYU. Now, everybody knows his name and most people know how to pronounce it. But Puka Nakua, who had it off the charts, uh, reports out of training camp and um, and everything. So he people we knew he was going to be good. We didn't know he was going to be this good. And so. He came in, stepped into that cup role, and had similar types of production. Right? He's been, I think, he's rookie of the rookie of the week two or three times already. He's just killing it. But when Cup came back in week five, the idea everyone was saying, "My God, they got Cup and Nakua, and we got this two-two Atwell, and you know who's emerged also." And wow! It's, and but those two guys haven't neither. They they both haven't gotten off in the same game, and um, it's either one or the other. And it, frankly, most of the time it's Nakua. So it's interesting, and he and Stafford, Cup and Stafford, haven't been on the same page, and that's been a, a big story in in uh, Ramsland. And in terms of running backs, lose Cam Akers, just trade him away to the Vikings because he was he was for all sorts of reasons unproductive, bad attitude, etc. Um, in comes Kyron Williams, he's killing it. Ronnie Rivers is back up. It's our two and three. They both get injured, so now we're at Royce Freeman. You know, who's, who's came in? He's done a great job. Our fourth guy re-signed Daryl Henderson. Again. Off, yeah, he was he was on the he wasn't on the street. He was on the beach. He was literally <laughs> tearing it up in a uh, you know in a uh, flag football league beach flag football league, and, uh, and <laughs> so he was at least staying in shape. I guess I guess playing football in the sand keeps you in shape. So he's done okay. Um, now Stafford, the big deal this week is Stafford's injury. He's uh, he's day to day. I don't think we're going to I don't think he's going to play personally. I think they're going to hold him out. Brett Whip Rippin, our backup, um, the guy, the former uh, former uh, Bronco. 
um, who's our backup, would step in. Um, Stetson Bennett was supposed to be our backup, but he's he's been out of uh, off the team for several weeks and in, in um, non-football illness related. And nobody knows specifically what that's about, but, but he's been gone. So it's the Brett Rippin show. If Stafford can't go, I think they'll send him out this week and the bye week, let him get, let him get that thumb healthy and come back. But uh, anyway, the injury is not as bad as it, as once as they had thought it might be. And so there's no IR, but it is day to day and he hasn't practiced yet this week. So that's kind of the state of the Rams offense. So what are we looking at on the, uh, on the defensive side of the ball for the Packers? Well, the Rams not having a true running game right now is a really good thing for the Green Bay Packers because the Packers cannot stop the run for whatever reason. Got some decent players. Kenny Clark up front. TJ Slayton at the nose has really played well. Uh, Devontae Wyatt at the other end, really good player out of Georgia, still coming into his own. Outside linebackers, Rashawn Gary's, I'd say top five in the league, really good at, at rushing the passer tends to rush the passer more than stopping the run. Preston Smith comes and goes. Preston Smith is the other outside linebacker on the other side. Preston is a, has a great game, and then he has a really poor game. He had two sacks and five quarterback pressures in the last game, which means he will be an absolute ghost against the Rams next week. Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell are sideline-to-sideline side guys, so the Rams should be able to run up the middle. Everybody does. If <laughs> It's what they do. And right now, the secondary for the Packers is looking a little bleak. They just traded Razul Douglas to Buffalo for some picks. Razul Douglas, we pulled him off the uh, scrap heap. Really good player for the Packers, smart player. Uh, I think he was ready to be out of Green Bay, honestly. The defense is a, just a shit show right now. I'm sorry if I can't cuss on your show. <laughs> but uh, it's a mess. The Packers' defense is a mess. Jair Alexander, really tough corner in the best of times has a bad back. Jordan Addison absolutely torched him on a couple of throws last week. And we're starting Carrington Valentine at the other side, seven, uh, rookie seventh round pick out of Kentucky. The Rams should be able to throw the ball and run the ball against the Packers this week. I know it's a backup quarterback. If Matthew Stafford, Vegas must know something because the Packers are favored in this game. And if Matthew Stafford was playing even half the game, that wouldn't be the case. So they must know something. It must be the Brett Rippon show for sure. The Rams should be able to move the ball on the Packers because everybody has. Interesting. Yeah, I think the Rams have, you know, as a young team, have trouble traveling, um, obviously, after that Dallas loss. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that line was a little surprising, um, you know, even given Stafford's, uh, uh, you know, question mark but um yeah on the on the rams on the defensive side of the ball for the um, uh for the rams we'll start there and then flip over to to your offense the um i mean we got aaron donald ernest jones and jordan fuller they're the only players with any experience um that have come back obviously aaron donald up front aaron uh, ernest jones in the middle and then jordan fuller playing safety um he missed all last year but he was in the super bowl year our uh our full our uh I mean, are, are, are in the safety there, but promising rookies, Byron Young on the edge. He's uh, actually been the uh, uh, rookie of the week one time as well. Um, Kobe Turner, defensive line, both third round draft picks playing fantastic. Second year players, Kobe Durant playing well at cornerback, Russ Gies at safety. So a lot of these youngsters are, are playing and playing well. Um, the only free agent we really brought on would, would, you know, at a, that's playing at all is Akilah Weatherspoon. 
you know, former Steelers, uh, Niner, and he's been playing fantastic. Like he's rated as a top, you know, 10 um, corner in uh, across the league. And he's just been a, a godsend. So they were able to get the best out of him. But we have, do have some weaknesses. You're not three and five with, you know, a stellar defense across the board. Right. And the weaknesses of a cornerback, right. Our second corner is, is Darian Kendrick across from McKellar Witherspoon. And um, he's second year guy shown promise, you know, out of Georgia and out of Clemson guy won two national championships. Um, but the reason he switched schools uh, from, from Clemson to Georgia was he was caught with a gun and some marijuana and he got, he got so he let fit go. right into Georgia. He, he like got let go and he went to Georgia. And I guess he kept his nose clean and played there and played, you know, started the national championship year, senior year, and then came to the Rams and played a little last year, got thrown into the fire when there were some injuries, did okay. He uh, uh two weeks ago, guess what? He got uh he got he got uh put in jail for. Oh gosh. A gun and marijuana so in his car. And <laughs> of course and, he did. And, of course he did. And so he literally got out of jail on like Wednesday, came back to the mea culpa on Thursday, did a walkthrough on Friday, and the Rams played him. And it was oh. like, come on, man. So anyway, not you know, and then that last week he just he didn't play great. And then last week he, you know, he just played terrible. And so um they're trying to re- they're trying to sit him and uh and get get some other guys healthy to to uh sit in his place. But he just got targeted early and often by the Cowboys. And CD Lamb just tore him up. Um, so that was nasty. Uh, and then, I mean, you know, if you're a corner, even though, even though we play a lot of zone, if you have a corner who can't – in a zone, you're not switching sides of the field, and they're putting they're, – they get to dictate who goes up against him, and it's CD Lamb early and often, and it, was a, it wasn't a fair fight. So that was pretty nasty. Um, and then our edges have had trouble, even though they're starting to get some good pressure – have had trouble. We got one rookie, one guy who's a UDFA, uh, was who was a converted interior lineman, Michael Hoyt, and uh, and so you know he's playing okay, but these guys just don't haven't played a lot of you know NFL edge, and uh, are they're not sealing the edges. And we played a lot of mobile quarterbacks and Jalen Hurts and even Dak last week and some others. And uh, these guys are are just getting outside at will. So that's been a big problem for us. So if Jordan Love can stay in the pocket and know how to know when to pop out, or you guys run some, um, you know, run some different types of schemes, I'm sure the uh, floor will be, uh, will be dialing it up. So that's really, uh, that's really from the defensive side of the ball for the Rams. Well, on the offensive side, like we said before, Jordan Love show, he's new to the NFL as far as starting games. He's been okay. He isn't the reason the Packers are losing games. Um, that's kind of what I was hoping for when the season started. Can you just manage the game enough to keep us in games? We'll run the ball a little bit more, be able to get the ball out to those young wide receivers. Jordan uh, Jordan Love is throwing a Christian Watson who is stupid athletic. Should be he reminds me of James Lofton if you remember that from that era. He's that same body, long, lean, fast. Again, they drafted Jaden Reed to play in the slot. He just looks like he's going to be an NFL player. Romeo Dobbs out of Nevada, second-year player, more of a slot guy, but is playing on the outside for Green Bay. They're all young, talented guys. Uh, They've been dropping a lot of balls. Luke Musgrave, also a stupid athletic uh, tight end, also dropping a lot of balls. Like They have 
athletic ability at the skill positions, plus Aaron Jones at running back. A.J. Dillon kind of comes in, and he's been playing a lot more because of the Aaron Jones injury. There's a lot of guys where you look at the Packers and you think they should be able to move the football with all these athletic skill guys. The problem is David Bakhtiari has never come back from the knee injury from two years ago. He's now out. Uh, Rasheed Walker, who was a seventh-round pick, is playing left tackle for the Packers. That's ugly. The alternative is Yash Nyman, who's an undrafted free agent, so it's not a whole lot better. Elton Jenkins has been in and out of the lineup at left guard. Josh Myers is not very good at center. We drafted him in the second round a couple of years ago. Uh, his production he, he's been not second round worthy. John Runyon is the right guard. He's a six round pick. And then Zach Tom is on the right side. Zach Tom right now is probably our most consistent lineman. And he's in his second year at right tackle. Uh, the fact that you'd say that the Rams don't have a lot coming from their edge guys is really good for the Packers. Maybe for once we can move the football forward, which would be unusual for us. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, a couple of three and five and a two and five team battling it out here. Um, two teams that have been in contention over the last, you know, certainly for the Rams, seven years and and for the Packers, probably uh, 20 oh, years. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> yep. so it's hard uh, to say all these things, Tom. Yeah, it's it is. Unusual it is. for us. Yeah, it is. It's a different year. It's a different, I mean, seven years is a long time too. And for us, it's, you know, just kind of this reset year and hoping for the best and trying to see which of these young guys can can play. I mean, the Rams had 14 draft picks, not none of them in the first round, obviously, as everybody knows, but but uh, all 14 made the 53, and which is a lot of guys, and then a couple of UDFAs. And so, uh, you know, just a, a huge youth movement around, like I said, you know, the, the, the Stafford and Donald and Cup and you know, a, a lineman, um, Havenstein and, and, a you know, uh, in our tight end. So, um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's been a big youth movement, so we'll, we'll see what happens, but yeah, just the, one, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is the Lafleur versus Lafleur. Now they've played plenty of times against each other, but, um, but, you know, I don't, uh, <laughs> now obviously Mike isn't calling plays. That's, that's Sean, you know, Sean's job, but yeah, so it's not as, as much of a head to head, but funny story um, that uh, I wanted to get your, he's first year with us. I want to get your take on how those things have gone down in the past, but was reading today where they were trying to get the parents to commit to one side or the other. And, (laughs) and Mike said, Oh, they'll root for me. They like me more. And Matt said, they'll root for me. I bought him a house in green Bay. (laughs) <laughs> they're, they're not going to wear the split sweatshirt with like oh, the Rams on one side, the Packers on the other, like you see, uh, like the families do. I don't know. What have you seen out of that, out of this situation before, if it's ever even been a story? It really hasn't been a story here in Green Bay, so I can't really comment to it. Uh, it's more about the players because we had uh, the St. Browns, right? Amon Ra St. Brown plays for Detroit and Equinemia St. Brown played for Green Bay. So we've seen that a couple of times. Anders Carlson's brother plays with the Raiders. We had that too, but never Lafleur versus Lafleur. This is this is kind of a new scenario for us. I gotcha. I gotcha. Good stuff. Well, let's wrap it up there and and with a uh, with a score prediction. If you want to make a venture a uh, a prediction, what do you what do you got to, uh, going in this game? So we we recorded uh, and dropped one today, and I said 21-20 Rams. I, I'm still sticking with that. I don't know that the Packers can score 20 points, and I hate to be this pessimistic, but it hasn't happened 
we're not scoring over 20 points a game in most games. This may be a bounce back game for the Packers, but they're going to have to stop making the mental and physical errors that they make. So I'm going to stick with 21-20 Rams. Yeah, I think it's going to be relatively low scoring as well. I I, I got it 20 to 17 Rams. Um, I, I I suppose it's going to come down as if Stafford plays. I mean, it's not. It's you can't you know, make him score predictions with if this if that. But sure, that's a pretty big difference in the game. I mean, if Stafford plays, I think it'd be 20 to 17. I don't think he's going to play. And uh, and if that happens, you know, Rippin might score more points for your for your team than he does for ours. So he Let's loves, hope. he loves throwing, uh, he loves throwing picks. Um, we got a pick six against him when we played Denver last year, as a matter of fact. So <laughs> might um, be the only way we score Tom. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, yeah. So if, if, uh, if Rippin goes, you know, I'll, I'll give it 17, 14 to, uh, to the Packers. So um, anyway, so good stuff. Well, Hey, great chopping it up with you. And yeah. uh and who knows, maybe we can get together after the game in one of our podcasts or both and and do a little summary early in the week. Uh, but otherwise, hey, great talking to you and uh, good luck in the game. Yeah, go pack them.